Hi, it's Carolyn, the Contest Queen, and you are tuned into with the Contest Queen, where the winning begins. And I have a super special guest with me. I'm so excited. I have Pat Mahan with me. I found him on TikTok. He is the owner of Likes Attracts Likes Evolution, and he has a free masterclass. You're going to have to check the description for the link. Who doesn't like free, especially when you're listening to me? And he's my guest today, and he's going to talk about all things attraction. Well, we all want to know how to attract those prizes in. Um, and so remember, any other URLs that we talk about will also be included in uh, the description and in the next issue of my newsletter, The Winning Edge. So welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really, it's a it's a pleasure. I'm grateful to be here. Now, let me tell everyone a little bit about your background so they sure. know why uh, I wanted you on as a guest because you're I'm just amazing. Um, as I said, you are the founder of Likes Attracts Like Evolution. It's a mentorship platform dedicated to helping people break unconscious patterns and behaviors, find perspective, and heal from their past and rediscover the truth of who they are from within. He's also the host of a popular podcast, Like Attracts Like, which you have to go and listen to. I've been listening to it when I'm at the gym on that treadmill, and it is fantastic, where he shares high conscious content and life-changing stories to help listeners shift their perspective so they find peace, passion, and purpose. Yeah, that's it. That, that, I, that, that sums it all up. <laughs> I love it. And what is great about this and why I wanted you on the show is because a lot of people write me and say, how do I win prizes? And I know that some of them don't win because of their mindset, because mm. you have to think you're a winner before you're a winner. Yeah, for sure. So how did you start your mindset journey? So people can be inspired and how yeah. then they can shift their mindsets. I would say that it started uh, by being unaware that it was starting. So <laughs> what I mean by that is um, I, I think there's a process to this, to this little game that we play, uh, you know, with and within ourselves. So it started by being unaware of a lot of the things that we're probably going to talk about now um, as far as how how this game of life works creating perceiving experiencing attracting winning uh, you know th there's a there's an unconscious aspect to our ability to connect to to this um experientially so when you're unconscious to the aspects that we're going to talk about today about who you truly are what you're capable of and what prevents you from being that you go out in the world you most of us i'll just speak for myself very disconnected from this, this thing we're talking about here, this power from within that we're talking about that uh, that allows these things to shift in our life, disconnected from it, feeling kind of small, feeling kind of scared, feeling, uh, you know, unsure and looking for some answers outside of me, looking for certain things to kind of give me permission to show up in the world the way I said I wanted to, but not really um, embracing or embodying those things on my own internally. So I went into the world externally to try to find it. And through loop after loop after loop of looking for what this was outside of me, looking to kind of control the outside to make me feel better inside. And then having that crash and burn in dramatic fashion, 
every single time something I said was going to complete me or, uh, you know, give me some purpose or, or be the answer to all my questions. Anytime I put that power in something in an external fashion, um, it revealed itself to me to be the exact opposite of what I needed it or wanted it to be. And it continued to lead me on a question kind of asking journey within and saying like, like, who are you? Why does this keep happening to you? Why do you keep trying to create situations to make you feel a certain way um, when you don't feel that way inside? And then finally, uh, about a decade ago, I had just a full almost meltdown of of everything I thought I needed to to be in order in order to kind of feel powerful and accepted and create this life. So I was creating it from almost like they say you have to have a strong foundation. Be you know, don't build your house on sand, right? Or on stilts. So I had built my house on stilts in the sand with water and like a tide, like I, it was just shaky. I just built this house to show everyone what, you know, and try to give the illusion that I was something that I did not feel that I was yet. And every single time that happened and the house would crash, I'd try to rebuild it until ultimately I realized like I was, I, the I that I had associated myself with was exhausted. The character of Pat Mahan was exhausted and was, it wasn't gonna go again into the into the realm of the external world to try to control it or manipulate it. I had to figure out who I was. I had to figure out what I thought this was for me. And what I learned through that process was that there seems to be a power transfer that happens. The more human beings go looking for their power and worth in the world, the more it reflects back to them that it this search is ongoing, it's never ending. And it is all sometimes the, the most um, amazingly, I'll say, uh, tragic or uh, negative air quotes, things that have happened to myself or people that I work with, but those were the things that were the most enlightening to them. Those were the things that showed them where they were the most disconnected from this power and who they are. So ultimately, like a blessing in disguise kind of, of, of a thing, I was able to learn that all of these things that fell apart or that crashed and burned, those were all examples of where I was giving my power away to things and denying my own ability to, to connect to this. So that began kind of like a journey to within and, and shifting those power aspects back to me as the source of this, or at least a connection to the source, whatever you define that as um, for, for you subjectively. And from there begin, it begins this process of saying, well, well, that's great. That, that's great. You know, we don't give our power to this. We don't give our power to that. You know, I see where these things started crumbling, but like, what do you do with it? And this kind of leads into like what, what you do, what you teach and how, you know, what people are starting to speak about now, which is how do you go from trying to create a world and trying to, to achieve things and accomplish things and, and win things or, or build things be, that represent your power and your worth? How do you go from that world, right? to a world of like, you've recognized who you truly are. Uh, you've shifted unwanted or negative belief systems about yourself, the you know the construct of who you are. You've opened up this expansive thing you're connected to, to this new sense of an identity. What do you do with it? Like what, what comes next? So I feel like each of us are on our own journey to figure out A, uh, what that connection is for ourselves regardless of the story that leads us to it. And then from that point, once you're connected, what what is it that you want to do with it? How do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to use your gifts? How do you want to have fun? How do you want to, you know, uh, play games and and win? And, and how do you want to show up in your life believing that 
your what you're passionate about matters to you and that you can influence the world by doing the things you're passionate about. Um, you know, the your purpose is defined by you, that that matters to you. And if you live your life fulfilling that destiny for yourself, that inspires other people and gives them this weird permission to look within themselves to find the same thing. And I feel like this is all kind of like a beautiful dance where we're walking each other home to realize the truth of who we are, not just so we can sit in the corner and meditate away, like, you know, and connect to infinite consciousness, but like, so that we can use our intuitive nature and our guidance system to really kind of go and flow with life and and all of the amazing things I believe it has in store for us, instead of fighting and resisting and trying to control from this egoic sense of a character that has been traumatized throughout its life, developed belief systems that, you know, put it in a bubble that it won't let itself get out of, like that can all expand and pop out of the old identity of who you are. And you can really create what the older version of you would consider miracles in, in your life when you allow the fullness of who you truly are to kind of flow. So that that's how this all started for me. And that's how I use like my journey to kind of, you know, I also don't want to be the power source for anyone else. Meaning I don't want anyone to put their faith and power in me is that I do anything. Like it's all, again, we're walking each other home. So, but if I can point to it in you or in someone else and and have them begin their own process of of discovering their power, that's my favorite thing to do. And who says the journey has to be hard? It can be fun. That's why I like sweepstakes. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, to your point, to say that it has to be, it just, for me personally, I did have a story that said that it needs, it's all subjective. Each person has their own story right. and they're going to relate to it in a different way. So it's not objectively a hard story for me. I, I, based on the things I went through, I needed it to be because my character said that things were only valuable if you suffer for them. There was, there was a value in suffering to the point where like, if I had like a good day, it was, it was an interesting thing that I found like a little, there's always like these little bits, these little puzzle pieces or Easter eggs that can really give you some insight as to what your belief systems are. Cause we're probably going to talk pretty deeply about, you know, people that want to win sweepstakes. Why do some people win? Why don't some people, is there, is this like just fate or is there something that we can actually do to kind of shift things so that you can flow in a way that you line up with the things that you're asking for instead of blocking them unconsciously. That's amazingly fascinating. So there's these little Easter eggs that point to the belief system structure that is keeping you locked in a cage you don't even know you're in. And um, oh, yeah. so I would get to the end of a day and have a pretty good day. Uh, and then if someone asked me, how was your day? Like, how did you do today? I would find over like, again, it takes awareness. I had to, I had to consciously want to figure some things out about who I was being, but I would notice that I couldn't just show up and be like, I had a great day. I had a great day. Yeah. It was pretty easy. Like everything kind of flowed to me. This was awesome. I got this great call from here. I got this. I couldn't talk about the positive things that happened to me during a day. If someone asked me at the end of oh. a day, how was your day? I was like, it was all right. I don't know. And I would pick the two or three things that went wrong. And then mm -hmm. I would talk about them, but it was because I needed to like relate to them in some way. Like if someone's not having a good day, like I wouldn't feel confident being like, I had a great day. I had a good day. I'm I'm sorry you didn't have a great day. Like I needed to bond. If you, There's mm -hmm. a book called Selling Retail by John Lawhan, and he has a chapter in it called the, I don't want to use this for, and this is an old book, but it's called The Losers in the, La in the Lounge. 
And what he's talking about is the people who like don't make sales. They don't attract new clients. They don't, you know what I mean? Have an amazing flowing life in business or whatever it is. And all they do is go in the lounge and talk back and forth and share stories about life is how life isn't working out. And that it was the client's fault. And that this didn't happen because of this, like no responsibility on themselves as to why these things were happening. So all they do is sit and they blame the mirror. They blame the projection and say, this is why that didn't happen. And this person, they weren't ready yet. And da, 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 da. And there's no depth of searching from within as to how they can shift the reality. So they live in the lounge infinitely like a bad LSD trip. <laughs> like they just live in this experience of whatever story that they're telling. So that was me. I, it, my value came from how hard I worked and how much I struggled and suffered. And then if it came easy to me, I almost didn't want it. It was, I needed to work hard and, and get it and show my value and worth by my scars and like how, you know, how, what mm. I had to go through, what I had to go through to get it. And the, the truth is that, that, I mean, that was my journey and it led to some crashing and burning, but it doesn't have to be that way. It, this was a belief system and a structure that I built up that my, you know, my experiences growing up, we all kind of do a dance to figure out what we need to do to be uh, valued and accepted by whoever it is that is in our life, whoever your pivotal uh, guidance members are, whether it be a family or, you know, your parents, you know, whatever system you're in we're all kind of looking for what our role is and we're all trying to figure out where we belong and you know okay so these you like it when i do this but you don't like it when i do that and then you like it when i do this and you don't like it when i do that we're trying to figure out how to like feel safe and feel loved from our formative years growing up but that forms the story mm-hmm. so when we grow up we're in a, a an adult body but we still have the the psychology in most cases or the mind the belief structure of a of a child that's still trying to fit in and it, it is so important with what we're talking about when it talk comes to like having fun, when it comes to winning sweepstakes or winning anything that you want to do, whether it's life, whether it's a contest, do, do you have an underlying belief that says that it's, you don't deserve this unless it, you really work hard to get it? Do you have an underlying belief that says that good things don't happen to you? Do you have an underlying belief that says that everything has to be difficult? Do you have an under, like, what is the belief system? So this is an interesting thing to, to lead to like the, the point of conversation that we're talking about here. How do you attract this stuff into your life? And when we're talking about a belief system structure, we as human beings, self-aware human beings, we have a, an innate ability to be able to say one thing and from the depths of our being, believe another thing. And it could lead us in a loop, a trap of not of confusion, of not understanding why what's happening is happening. I am saying this. I am saying this. I'm even doing this in the world. I'm showing up. I'm doing all these things. Why am I not receiving the result that I'm after? Like, what is going on? And so to, to use a, a, you know, a similar example um, with the belief system versus saying something, and I referenced Kyle Cease earlier before when we were talking, who was a, a, you know, an amazing author and, and speaker. And he talks about the idea of a human being that's, that is completely uh, enveloped in a story that says that, you know, they're making $40,000 a year. This is what I'm making. This is it. Now, consciously, they're saying that they want more money. I want to make more. I want to win more. I want to have more, be more, do more. I want, I want, I want. But what they are getting, receiving, and living is the story of someone who is making or has received 40000 So what we have to understand is that these are all different character versions of us, and the belief systems that each one of us have along the way, they have to shift, or they can shift. So the person who's making $40,000 a year that wants to 
make $100,000 a year, the mindset has to change from 40,000. I owe, I, I am able to make, I am worthy of, I accept, I allow 40,000 to someone who makes 100,000. Those are two different people in the world. They do two different things. They think two different ways, but all of these different versions of us are possible in an infinite version of possibilities from this moment going forward. What will get you to that place or, or not is the attention and energy you give to the belief system you tell about why you're not there yet. So the version of you that makes 40,000 has to die in order for the version of you that makes 100,000 to emerge. So similarly, it, it comes down to asking ourselves questions beyond what our conscious mind is saying in our ear or what we're saying out loud, asking questions that kind of confront the truth of who you believe you are so the truth of who you are can flow. So I had to, for example, I had when I was looking to create this business or any other, I was saying all kinds of great things about how it was going to evolve and how it was going to go. And this is going to be this. Everything's going to happen right. To, but for the longest time, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. But I was going through the motions. I was doing all the right things, saying all the right things. But there was no expansion. There was no growth. There was no one coming. And I'm like, how? that doesn't make sense. Like, I know this so much that I'm speaking about. I teach it. How is it possible that this isn't doing it? And then I had to go and journal like, 70 billion journals to get to the depths of why I really believed like what or what I really believed and what I really believed was um like who am I who am I to do this why would why should anybody listen to me um you know the all these other people are doing it so much better than I like what, what if I get criticism what if I get feedback what if I get negative like that's what I was really saying inside my my fear energy was really running the show, the little parts of me that wanted to be accepted by everybody and, you know, wanted to be loved by everybody and wanted to be perfect all the time. And like, that was what was running the show. So it, it, I was saying one thing and getting another. So if someone's coming here and they're like, I want to win everything. I am valuable. I am right. Affirmations, like affirmations aren't a bad thing, but what can happen is if we are using affirmations um, to, to kind of rewrite the story, right? remap the the wiring if you will but we have an inner belief system that, that is contradicting the thing we're saying it can actually create more resistance around the situation you are trying to shift so if it's i am going to win every contest i am going to like whatever it is that you subjected to you whatever affirmations you feel are like okay i'm gonna show up and i'm gonna win this one i entered it i'm gonna win it there's no reason i shouldn't win it i can if this is what you're writing out and you've got this thing we, have, we all have access to an emotional GPS, so you can kind of see where you're on or off when it comes to the alignment of the belief system that, that you have. So the best way I like to say this is imagine that like uh, you, uh, as a person who is in line with what it is that you are asking for and are ready to receive... There is a feeling when you think about it. There's a connection from the idea, right? The imaginative idea of whatever scene you have in mind when you think about winning the contest that you're signing up for, right? So there's an action, there's a contest, I'm aware of it. I'm gonna sign up for it. That's the first act of like overcoming fear or a limiting narrative, right? Some people don't even sign up. Ah, it's not worth it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna no. win it. I don't know. So that's the first barrier to entry is like, 
I'm not even going to do it. Da, 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 da. Like that's a story. That's just a story. So if you can get over that first part and you're like, I want to have fun with this. I think I can win. I want to get, a, I want to be a part of this. This is like a, I don't believe that, you know, I have to work hard to get it. I think it could flow to me from all these different ways. Like abundance is not just money. Abundance is anything and everything that flows to you, you know, showing you all of the power that you have within. So I'm going to fill this out and I'm going to do this. And then now I have a scene that I imagine where I win this thing. Like that's what we want, right? You have to go further and imagine what is it that you are creating when you are trying to win this experience, uh, just using this as an example. So you're gonna imagine being in a room and getting an email and opening up the email and seeing that you're the winner and you click on it and you can feel what that feels like, right? Like this is the connection that we need, like Neville, right? Neville God, like imagination and then feeling is the secret. So when you, are trying to connect to a situation like this where you're attracting or manifesting or want to experience something in this way that you've set your attention intention on if you feel off when you are writing this in if you feel oh, what am i doing you know if you're not connected to the scene then there's a good chance you're actually you have a story that's resisting this experience from flowing to you there's there's a good chance that you have a belief system that you're still working through that is not in line with what it is that you're asking for there is an emotional gps that we have access to that will actually point out whether you have a belief system that you need to kind of like let go of or or breathe through and and i feel like that is the that's the beautiful process of realizing that we don't attract what we want we don't get in the life that we're living necessarily what we want. Otherwise, you're going to continue to create a life where you're wanting, not 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 desiring, oh. not desiring and creating and experiencing. People get confused, and it's a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole. But if you can if you can really see that the idea of an experiencer, an intention setter, that is you, and then an egoic character that we'll call Pat Mahan, right? Which uh, which is I like, insert your name here. Someone gave me my name. That that's you know what I mean. Like you are so much more than the, than the story of you. It's the story of you that contains the blocks. So when you're when you're walking around and you're navigating this path, if you can let go of the idea of wanting something in an attempt to complete or fulfill something that you are not, you still may get things that you want, but you will find that you will get them and they will be empty. And you'll get them and they will be empty. So it's not about getting what you want. You get in life what you're being. So if you are being someone who believes and knows that this is something that's coming to you, if you are someone who is being someone who is so aware of the value that they have and that they can take the power from, from the thing that they're going to win and that they can empower it, then you're, you're creating a direct line to it. And the puzzle pieces that will be kind of like maybe a part of, of whatever that experience is. Um, so that's, that's what I found to be the most interesting points. So I, I would ask you, like, what do you find when people are kind of coming to you for this? What do you find is the number one thing that they are blocked with, or that they are saying that they're contradicting themselves or they're confused about why they're not winning? What, what do you find they're blocked? Well, I'm so on? glad that you went into that explanation because it's exactly what I find mm. people come to me all the time and say, why do the same people win over and over and over again? Yeah. And I tell them it's because they, they believe they're winners. Mm -hmm. It's, it's second nature. Like mm -hmm. they just, it's just so second nature to them that they're just going to win. They don't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. 
it's just what they do. This is their hobby. They're going to win. They don't win every single contest they enter. Right. They probably Nor do they need to. 2%. Yeah. That's part of the fun. Actually, Helene Hatzel, who wrote The Name It and Claim It Game, she, her strategy would be to pick the prize she wanted, enter that giveaway, and win that giveaway. Like, she was mm -hmm. so laser focused with her energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to enter everything. And she said, no, you're scattering your energy. Yeah. Like, don't scatter your energy. Yeah. And I thought about it and I know she's right. But for me, part of the fun of the hobby is entering a lot of different things and not knowing what is going to come. Like, the, you right. know, the surprise aspect of it. I love not knowing and getting that email and congratulations and you won this and yeah. surprise. And I like that fun aspect of it. So, so that's I decided I'm okay with splitting my energy <laughs> well, that's a bunch the thing. of different giveaways. But you just nailed it because there isn't a writer like for yeah. her. And I, I love, I understand what she has done. And, but like the, even something as simple, we don't even understand like how powerful it is for someone to be like, like they're doing it a certain way. I'm picking one and I enter, I'm laser focused and I, I win that. Right. And then someone is like, well, I kind of like, I want to enter a bunch of things and then like maybe I only win X percent or something like that. That's part of the fun for me that it's this person who's doing it. What most people would imagine is the quote unquote right way. I pick something, I enter it and I win it like, wow, the power and focus you have to have to do that is impressive. But it doesn't mean that someone who in their subjective story of what's fun and fulfilling for them, like it doesn't mean that I want to enter everything. And I'm going to win whatever I win, but I know that I'm going to win something. I'm sure of it. Like that's a fun game for you to play. Right. So there is not a right or a wrong. There's no such no. thing. Um, it's it, so this is going to be so interesting because it's going to go to the, the, the energetic power of importance. And so you kind of, you kind of spoke to it a, a little bit already, but it, it was, it's a perfect lead in because the, the word is fun. Right. Right. If we are putting importance on something now, this is also where uh, as, as fun as it is to, to speak about this in the particular topic that we're talking about here, which is like winning the, you know, uh, uh, sweepstakes and prizes and entering things in the game and winning and allowing it like so fun. But it's it's even like it's very meta because like take that and realize like, oh, and also your whole life, like, yes, this is a gateway. This is a gateway to how you can learn to use this power that you have within and learn to use this to identify oh, belief yeah. system blocks. You can use this as a very specific story that you've been, you know, given if you're interested in this kind of kind of a of an experience and this fun kind of a game, but it is a game. So it's sometimes people take like, okay, so this is a game and it's a sweepstakes. And I'm going to enter and I'm going to win and I get to see. So what's the difference? People believe they're winners and those people win like, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Like, yes. Okay, so then it's, uh, but I don't, I, I, I don't yet. So, right, so people that aren't winning or the people that are asking you those questions, they don't have the belief structure of someone who just maybe innately is like, I'm a winner, I win. It's kind of what I do. Like, just, just there's no mechanism yeah. to just, there's no mechanism to describe or define what that is, except it is a connection to something, a sureness within. So the next thing that we can accept that I really find is helpful is to get anyone and everyone, whether they do have this thing that they're like, I am inherently a winner and what I enter, I win. 
it's just my life is based off of this, right? Well, you can have someone who wins sweepstakes absolutely all of the time because they have a belief that says, when I enter sweepstakes, I win. I am good at this. Now, who knows how this particular story developed, but they're like, I win at this. But then you could look at their relationships in life and they're a mess. You can look at their career and they're absolutely all over the place. You could look at their other parts of their life and you'd be like, well, if someone believes they're a winner, and you you do like I see the evidence you're winning these things. How is all of this stuff? Because their belief system about that is tainted. They're not as connected to the belief. All the power is here, but the story that we tell kind of compartmentalizes it in certain aspects. So I'm really good at this, but I'm no good at this. I'm really good at this, oh. but this never works. This never works out for me. Money is really easy for me to come by, but I can't keep a relationship in my. It all has to do, it's just individual bubbles of belief system. So this is like a good gateway to use this bubble of, of understanding that it's all a game if we let it. I know some stuff appears way more serious, but it's the importance that we give a thing that actually prevents us from getting it or living it or experiencing it. So you can look at this as something like a, on a pedestal. Uh, I talk often about how like, if you're putting something on a pedestal, anything or anyone on a pedestal, then it, it, it automatically assumes that you're looking up at it. You're looking up at it, which oh, means you're not in yeah. alignment with it. So if it's on a pedestal and you're looking up at it, that means you are not in, I know it's a buzzword, but you are not in alignment with it. So this is where it's interesting because sometimes people, there's like this surprise factor there's like a euphoric nature to like winning something that you didn't think or believe you were gonna win and the excitement of it it's getting us to shift with a belief system so like yes some people in these areas believe that they are inherently winners and based on that belief which allows an open flow to who they truly are which is someone who can do anything they win for sure this is it and now we have someone who's like well i don't believe that the first thing that can kind of get you there is to realize if you'll accept it that everyone has the same ability to open that gate. Even if you have a really strong story that says that you don't believe, even if you have a really strong story and evidence in your past that you're not worthy, that it doesn't work out for you, whatever like belief system you have, know that I understand that you're going to have evidence in, in your world to support that belief system because that's how this works. This place shows you back to you a reflection of what you believe for sure, hands down. So if you want to be someone who shifts into a reality or a world where you're now winning sweepstakes and games and you are now attracting and and maintaining a very positive loving relationship with someone and money flows to you effortlessly and often and you don't really have to kill yourself for it if you want to be someone who ships into that reality you just have to first accept that there's a reality with you in it that exists where you're doing that and that kind of requires us to get outside of our minds a little bit and get into the space around the mind where the true kind of na nature of who you are is, right? The, we're expansive. We can, can can expand and grow and learn more and and see more than we at one time. So like you, we know more now, we're aware of more now than we were aware of five years ago, right? Perspective, finding situations, hindsight's 2020. What does that mean? It means that <laughs> the situation I was in, I didn't have enough information. I didn't know, but now I know more about it, which causes my perspective to shift on how I viewed it, which causes me to lessen the resistance I had to it. And now this thing that was traumatic a long time ago, it wasn't that bad, but going through it, it was ridiculous. So the awareness 
that we could have had existed at the same time of the traumatic thing we went through. The oh. awareness of perspective existed in the moment. We only have one moment, you're in it and you never leave it. So the awareness of the situation you were going through that it creates this limited story that says, I can't win this or I can't do this. The perspective exists in the moment that you're going through this really hard thing. It sometimes takes us time to get far enough away from it, to find that perspective, to uh, that distance to allow it, but it exists at the same time. So if you can understand that you are connected to that, you are the source of that also, it can flow to you the second you say go, then an interesting thing happens. Once you allow yourself to understand, you're like, okay, no matter what my story is, I'm more than my story. Yep, that's all you have to do, do it incrementally. Like, okay, I can get behind that, right? Just like the affirmation thing. You don't wanna say, I'm gonna be a millionaire, I'm gonna be a millionaire. If you don't, if you're, if you're making not that right, like it's too far of a gap, it doesn't mean it's not possible. It means it's too far of a gap. So if you can break down your walls incrementally, you will be the person who is like, I win that stuff. I believe that stuff. I win that stuff. I have great relationships. People flow to me and they, this is just an amazing connection that I have money. Yeah. Flows to me often all the time. So if you can just give yourself permission incrementally to break down the walls of your old story, you will see that. After you do this long enough, you didn't have to do it incrementally. But some, oh. but some people, myself included, I'm with you on this. So I'm not above this at all. This is my journey too. I've had to incrementally understand that I didn't have to do it incrementally. But but I, my belief systems were so deep rooted in who I thought I was that it took a lot of this universe, myself as the universe, right, reflecting back to me my belief systems. It took a lot of. I had a lot of work to do, but then you do that work and you find out that, no, you didn't, didn't have to do that. Like, but you did have to do that to understand that you didn't have to do that. So it's just, a, you just accept it as it is. So if you are somebody who's struggling, like, I know I am struggling with, with trying to win these things. Like I, I go in saying the right things, but I guess there's just this deep core thing that I didn't know I had, which says that I have to work harder for my money or that it happens to other people, not me, or, you know, like, oh, what's the point? Or this is silly or fool it. Like, nope, like that's, that's what's preventing it. And if you can dive into that progressively to realize, again, the truth I say, um, as Hallmark card as that might sound, but the truth of who you are and the truth of who you are knows that you are not any of the lies that you've ever told yourself you were. And, um. and that mean and that means that, it can be fun, just as fun as it is to enter and win a sweepstakes. It can be just as fun to be like, what do I tell myself about me? Like it's it's fear that prevents us from diving into that because we think it's true still. But if you knew, if I was like, any of the lies you've ever told about yourself, not true. Any of the things that have ever scared you about what you went through or who you are, not true. Just go through like a like a like an old school Rolodex and see what they are. Just like you're scrolling your phone to see what the lies you tell about yourself are. If you don't fear them to be true anymore because you are, you now know you're more powerful than what they used to represent, you will flip through and be like, oh yeah, I do say that. I do say that. I do let people do that to me. Yeah, that's something I got to shift. Like when there's no fear behind their truth, you can just flip through these belief systems and really kind of release the power they had on you and realize that you were powering them the whole time. So now from your place of power, what do you want to shift that power and intention to? And if it's winning sweepstakes, then you are going to have a blast any way you want. You want to focus on one and you want to show up and you want to win it? Awesome. If that's what you subjectively think is fun for you. If you want to sign up for every single one because you don't want to know where it comes from, you, you don't want to know which one you win, you just want to win something. How fun is that? But if you're putting it on a pedestal, 
and you're looking up at it, you're not in alignment with it. And you will, that means you're in the frequency of only seeing resistance to it, which means you will constantly be bombarded with reasons that you could or shouldn't win or won't. And I'm tell I can't explain it, but there's something that happens behind the scenes in the ether that either lines you up with it or shifts you away from it based on your belief system to what your intention setting process is. I can't explain it, nor do I try. I do try, but I can't. Uh, I can't do it justice, but I've seen it. I've seen enough evidence of it in my life and in the people's lives that I work with to know that there's a theme and and it's never wrong. It never has been wrong yet. Well, it's it it's true. And I could feel the energy shift. Like when you said it's up on a pedestal, just mm -hmm. tilting my head and imagining a prize up high. Yeah. And then bringing my focus down and imagining it here, you can actually feel the energy difference. And that's yeah. just in my imagination. Yeah, exactly. And and something interesting is like, because everything everything matters and it's all just fine tuning, but what, what, what we're doing, so we're here, right? And then we're imagining something here. And even in your example, you're like, yeah, to take it and bring it here, that feels better and it does. But what feels even better is to go, huh, look at that, for you to oh. rise, to, for you to rise, to, see, so all of these little belief systems and little behind the yeah. scenes things, they show us, even just the fine tuning of it, they show us what we really think about what we want. So when we're like this and we're like, yeah, let me, let me bring you down to where I am. Yeah, that's not so bad. That's fun. It's still like, right? But yeah. if you're like, I can rise or expand as far as I need to, like, <laughs> So now when you're looking at it here, the thing is that, again, the ego wants it to be a surprise because it wants to make it, the old story is the thing that, that kind of blows up humans' lives in general when they're giving power to a thing or putting it on a pedestal. The human that doesn't feel like it is enough wants cool things to happen to it, so it briefly does. And then back down. And then this surprise and this good thing happened and it briefly does. And then, whoa, oh. and we're constantly looking for things like, I don't feel good, but hope this happens. I wish this would happen. Why don't I win? Oh, oh, I know. And it's this constant search. So what happens is we have to realize people that are like, yeah, but if I'm on the same wavelength as it, if I'm not putting it on a pedestal anymore, when it comes in, how do I feel? And what I say is in order for it to come in, it will be a representation of how good you have felt the whole time. You're yeah. in alignment with it the whole time. And people are like, oh, that's not exciting enough. And I'm like, yes, it is. I, it, it is an ego shift of realizing that. So what you're saying is you'd rather walk around and feel like garbage all the time and hope that one thing comes into your life miraculously to make you feel good for a day and then go back down to garbage. And they're like, yes. Instead of being like, you can feel good 90% of the time and then also attract something based on what you put your energy and attention to, it will be a reflection of how awesome you feel You'll actually have gratitude for it now instead of throwing it to the side. You'll have gratitude because you know how you got it. You know how you uh, manifested it or revealed it to you. And, and to the ego that it doesn't think it's enough, it's not exciting. So it's, that's an interesting thing that happens in the, even in the work that I do where I'm like, so you're used to not feeling great and putting things on a pedestal because that's the thing that motivates people. In the old world, in the old paradigm, it is I'm not enough and I got to go out and work to feel enough. And if I do a good job, then I did it. And then back to not enough. And then if I do it, so it's the, it's the search and struggle to validate oneself that keeps a person in the loop on the hamster wheel constantly. But there's another life 
where you live from that place of feeling internally valuable, valid, and loved by you. And no one can take that away. And when you realize that that is exponentially worth more than any external powered thing you thought could give you power could do for you, you walk in the world differently and things line up differently. And you start to see that all of your life, all of your day or a good portion of it, to be fair, a good, cause I believe we're always going through contrasting situations to grow and uncover. And sometimes they suck. I'm not going to lie. Like, of course that's, that's the case, but comparatively to the old life of sacrificing your time and energy to get someone else's validation or approval or love when you don't think you're it, when you walk around as the source of this and just as someone's like, I know I believe I'm going to win this. Like, it's not a conscious thing. I'm saying like, I, there's no way I don't like, I win this, whatever that mechanism is of, of aligning with this in this, in this way, you can walk around in the world and be like, I know I'm connected to all this. I know I'm connected to everyone. I believe good things will happen because I believe I'm a good person. This is beyond belief. This is a knowing. I innately know that yes. I am this. I always have innately known that I was this, but like, there's so much stuff in the world in the collective consciousness that is, I don't want to say designed in like this conspiracy theory way, but it, it represents the lack of human beings understanding that they're connected to it in an infinite amount of ways. You could see it everywhere. Um, the more you start to connect to this thing that will win you contests or partners or businesses or abundance, whatever, the more you start to connect with this thing from within, the less you start kind of looking at newspapers, the less you need to turn the news on to see what happened in, you know, wherever, pick a state that you're not in and just to figure out all the bad things that happened there in that state while you were asleep. Like the less you are interested in what the collective consciousness is working through or out, and you're more able to be accessibly available and available for like what you're being called to do, if that makes any sense. You're breaking out of the, the matrix of the collectives not understanding that they are the same power from within. And you kind of see that a lot of the collective world is a constant power struggle of people giving their power away and feeling powerless and then trying to regain it and then feeling powerless and trying to regain it. So that's like on a mass scale, but you can in your own life do all it, that's all also all happening in here. It's the same thing. Like it's just expanded out with everyone else as an example of how we can do this. But it, I believe it's all again, calling us home to see who we are. And then what do you want to apply it to? And can you not put it on a pedestal? Can you realize that you are the equivalent of it and walking around with that power in here is so a so exciting but it's also like it will open your world in ways that you couldn't even imagine oh my gosh yeah that's well helene hansel she has a chapter and i think you actually said it very eloquently she has a chapter called desire versus knowing and most people live in desire mm -hmm. but when she won her biggest prizes she was in knowing she just knew right and that's so scary to say like i know this because like what it there's there's a voice that exists right from the past or from doubt from the fear energy of doubt that says don't say this so confidently what if it doesn't what if it doesn't you know what i mean like there's that voice that's like what yeah. if it doesn't and then everyone sees that it doesn't like should you really be confidently saying so much about how you like are going to do this but when you know they say when you know you know and it's like yeah we're not we're literally not gonna have to worry about that we win this like when you are so sure that that voice of doubt isn't there, that's that's when it happens. But you you will be, and I don't like to use the word tested, but it's the best human word I think we have to describe the process we need to go through to show that we don't doubt. 
That makes sense. So like yeah. when and we that's claimed... actually, oh, sorry. That's no. actually one thing she did say. Um, Cause you said, you know, you tell people, she said, don't tell anybody. Well, right. Keep it that's... to yourself. Yeah. And then wait I... till it shows up in the 3d world. And then I... you can talk about it. Just. Yeah, I do. Well, that's, that's interesting too. Um, I, I do a uh, shameless plug here, but I do like a 21 day challenge similar to like a transformation and manifestation challenge. Um, and there's, it's like each day it drips out uh, like content to, to kind of like show the process um, that has worked for me and that, that, that I show that I offer. And day seven of that challenge is tell no one like the first couple of days are about getting clear right who's asking for it is it an egoic thing from looking up at the pedestal or is it something you believe is like part of you know this thing you really truly want to like have or be or do like it's getting clear and then once you're clear the next day is like don't tell a soul because they represent a reflection some of them might be they're going to represent the reflection of like go for it and you can do it and absolutely like we're here for you we support you but then there's another part of that interaction where you might come up against the reflection of your doubts manifested in a person that might mean something to you. And that person might go, what? Why would you do? That's not who you are. That's not, why would you want to do that? That doesn't sound like it. whatever they might say to you. And if you value what they might say to you and it triggers your doubt, if that doubt energy is more than the beginning part of this little seed that you've just planted, then it kills it. It kills yeah. it. So yes, don't tell anyone until it is let let what you are creating and experiencing do the talking until it is absolutely just undeniable that what you're doing is and how you're doing it is. So we're talking about manifestations now. I talk about them in the sense of prizes, like, hey, what did I win today? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can still almost use the same language. So what was your favorite um, manifestation or win? <laughs> well, I had, I, I, I speak about this in two ways and we kind of already touched on it, but so when I talk about the word again, and, and these are just words, we're trying to use words to describe stuff that is happening here in our, in our world that we don't really even understand, you know what I mean? Um, about how this works or why this works or what our role is, but typically what's being, what's in the ether now, when someone says manifest, they think of, uh, creating something or experiencing like having something come into your view, your viewfinder that represents something that you said you wanted. That's like the the textbook definition so far in this early, ever since like the secret, right? And the the understanding of like the law of attraction and everything. But there's a lot of like buzz around it. And people, the ego has got a hold of that. And they're like, what can, it's like, what can I do? What can I do with this? We can say that we want things and just get them. Like, so when I say manifest, like the word manifest, as far as like its history, it means technically to reveal. So this is interesting. This is interesting, especially if people have been hanging on, hanging in with me since the beginning of this conversation, it will make sense. It means to reveal. And we've already said that there's no power in an external world, right? So you're not, you're not revealing something or manifesting something in the world. It, it can't show it to you if you don't contain it within. It can't, it can't, it can't, it can't. If you don't contain it within, again, like we said, we don't get what you want. You're going to continue to be wanting and it, you'll just get the shell of things that look like what you said you want, but you don't really want that thing. You want what that thing makes you feel, That right? If you want what the thing you're identifying, you want to manifest makes you feel. So the first part that was my crash and burn was me thinking that these shell 
things that I that looked like what I said I wanted was going to be the thing I wanted. And I kept getting them. It would trick me into giving it to me for a little while. And then I would fall down on my baseline, constantly looking up at these things. So that's how I interpreted the word manifest in the beginning. Like many people have also since the beginning of this, you know, mass awakening. So the shift for me was realizing that a ma manifesting is not something that you do this is going to sound weird at first, but follow me. It's not something that you do and get better at. It's something that you're never not doing. It is where are you either restricting yourself through a belief system or where are you putting your attention and energy on something that you're, that you're saying you don't want, but you keep putting your attention on it. It's so you're manifesting both your positive and your negative, right? So the way I, the reason I'm saying this and the reason I feel like it's so important is because people will be like, well, I'm trying to manifest more money. I'm trying to manifest winning this, you know, contest. I'm trying to manifest a car. I'm trying to manifest a new partner, twin flame, whatever you want to say. And then something like ridiculously chaotic at work will happen, or somebody's treating them terrible over here, or their family member keeps doing it. And they'll be like, well, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So like, it comes down to like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I want to do this, but I'm not creating this or this or this oh. in my life. See what I'm saying? So like, it's yeah. like, well, I'm I want to manifest a new car. Like, okay, so you have the power to do that? Yeah, for sure. I have the power to manifest a new car or win the sweepstakes or get money or do whatever I want. I have the power to do that. I'm like, okay, but you keep fighting with your partner over here over and over and over again. Yeah, but that's not my fault. So you're not creating that. <laughs> no, I'm not creating that. So you're creating this, you have the power to do that, but this not your fault, this has power over you. Like, yeah, like it doesn't make sense. So when we realize that like, oh, okay, it's not how do I get better at manifesting the things I want? It's about understanding I'm manifesting everything in my life. Not one thing falls out of the realm. And I know people might be like, well, what about like acts of what they call acts of God, right? Acts of the universe. Like, well, there's a birth and death cycle to life that we aren't, we don't understand from this limited perspective, right? Like why do people, why do bad things happen in general, right? Well, bad is a perception also. And it's, that's a whole nother conversation, but in general, just to get on the surface level of what we're talking about here without going too far away from it. Um, yes, you are creating everything and everything. So the first part as to how I would answer your question is the, the most amazing thing and the most evidence that I have in my life of things that I share and talk about happening are with, with my partner, Gina, who I will say is, you know, my love, the road that we had to go on to to create this union here was wild and if you looked at it on the surface you could see that it was like a journey back to each other right but if you oh. look at it from from the way that we perceive it it was a journey within ourselves to be able to be openly available to actually even see the other person for who they were so that we could start being so sure of who we were and in love with ourselves that we could actually authentically love another person. Whereas before I was so saying one thing and living another that we were locked in, in, in this dance of, of not, of being terrified to open up fully to another person, being terrified to trust another person because we got burned so many times to be just this, the things that prevent most people from actually authentically opening up and connecting. We keep thinking that if, this person just does what I want. If you just stop doing that, if you just never do this again, then I'll be fine. Then I can trust you. And it's this thing again of putting power outside of some 
of yourself and giving it to someone else. And what happens is it's, it's realizing that that will just continue to keep manifesting in your life situations that hurt you. They cause you to go within and say, why are these things happening? When you're saying like, am I two feet in, in what I'm doing? Meaning like I am all in a lot of people say that a lot of people, you know, um, I, I had been married before I was married for 10 years. And I'm telling you that 10, that 10 year span, when I started, I was like, I'm all in, I'm all two feet, not even close was I all in or two feet in. I was a, I had so much work to do. I was giving this person so much power to make me feel good when I didn't feel good mm. to, you know, their, how they acted was, I was, you know, I was uh, at the mercy of how you act today. And if you do this, then I respond this way. How do I not do that? Like, there's a way to not do that. And it comes with intimately knowing yourself. So this creation manifestation revealed to me through through my partner, uh, Gina, was, was a journey within to be able to say, I finally love myself enough to know that I, I'm, I can truly now do my best to love you as you are, as you continue on your journey. And I trust myself enough to know that I can trust you to be exactly who you are. Not to be what I need you to be, to be exactly who you are. I trust you to be, I trust everyone to be exactly who they are. And I don't need them to be different. But I am so sure of who I am now that you would have to be in alignment with that to be around me. And we both committed to that. And it, that has been, it was a wild ride of synchronicities and cool things, like very, very cool. So I would say, typically understanding how people describe the word manifestation, that my relationship with, with Gina was Mag magical and and how it transformed itself and revealed itself but then i would say that the other one was any and every terrible thing that i ever went through being fair right because we just said if i'm manifesting everything what was the most important so i can't say that yeah. it was just this this traditionally understood thing that i said i wanted and it's a good thing and i got it and here it is and yay like this is how manifestation works I could not have received this authentically as I feel it is right now without going through all of the things that crashed and burned in my life that I also created. Again, we have to take responsibility for everything. Nothing is outside of what we take the responsibility for. So when I was able to take responsibility for everything and try to learn from it, I'm not saying I didn't struggle or suffer or cry or go under my bed or be in the fetal position in my bathroom. I'm not saying I didn't do that. That's a part of it. That was a part of it for me. But on the other end of that, I learned so much about what my belief systems were and how they were sabotaging what I could be. I learned so much about where I was off saying I was treating people one way, but truly not treating them the way that if I loved myself, I would treat them. If I didn't need something from them, I was treating everyone in this weird way, depending on what I needed from them. But I thought I was the saint walking around in the world and it created chaos in my life and my relationships. All of those things, they hurt so bad. But when I was allowing myself the responsibility to ask my questions to reveal to myself or manifest in my own world why these things were happening only then could it be revealed to me or manifested what i actually wanted in the world so to manifest as that word um you could do it in the traditional sense where you're trying to get something to make you feel a certain way that you don't think you are and continue on that hamster wheel or you can realize that you are the most powerful thing there is and and it's progressive, but you can go within to kind of prove that to yourself by revealing within yourself that that power progressively. And then also deciding what you might want to 
use to show that back to you, whether it's a contest or a relationship or something you want to see shift. If you shift it here, there's absolutely nothing else that can happen except you'll see it out there. But if you think that trying to make it happen out there will create some lasting shift in here, it's backwards. Yeah, that is backwards. And also, I like how you talk about how it wasn't everything got you to where you are now. So if you yeah. eliminate all the what we could label bad things, bad, right? then you wouldn't be who you are today. And it's right. one of the things I learned. I, I like people like, especially sweepstakers, we like to make vision boards about prizes yeah. and things. But the thing is, you have to be careful what you put on the vision board. So for example, we were talking about relationships. This is outside of sweepstakes. I put on my vision board at one point that I wanted this certain type of relationship. And then I got a divorce. And you think, well, wait a minute. Weren't you asking for that type of relationship? Yeah. So clearly I couldn't have that type of relationship with the person I was married to. And he had to go on and have his experiences. And then I had to go through mine. And then after all that and a break, then I was ready for that person. And it, it, I can see it, but Steve Jobs, I don't know if you've seen his commencement speech. You can look it up on YouTube. Okay. He says, you can only connect the dots backwards, which is exactly what you were saying. Hindsight's 2020 and all the things that he went through in his life at the time, some of them didn't make any sense, but once he got to the position of where he was in Apple, and he looked back, all those things made sense. And so we can do that too. That's exactly what you were saying. You're saying, yeah. I look back now and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I went way off the track here or what I thought was way off the thought track. What I thought, and yeah. Yeah, you thought was way off the track. And then you look back and you go, oh, but I needed to go over there to pick this piece of the puzzle up to bring it over here. Otherwise it wouldn't have fit, which is- right. And I could listen to you all day. So I have to ask this because I'm going to make everyone go sign up for your podcast. Oh, thank you. How did you start it? The podcast? Yeah. The podcast itself came um, just out of, I, I journal a lot. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big journaler. That, that's, you know, everyone has their own way of kind of connecting or communing with this self that we're talking about and and kind of either whether it's through conversationally in your in your head realizing that there are there is a subject object relationship um meaning that there's an observer of the story you tell and then there's the story itself so that's another another point um that helped me create the show or was i would say the the inspiration behind it but also something that can help people who are listening realize or identify that their belief systems are not them and that they can change when you realize that you're the observer of them right so there's an awareness of the thing you're saying in your head, right? If you, there's a book called um, uh, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Oh, I love that one. Excellent book. And in the beginning of the book, um, similar to like an Eckhart uh, or, or anyone really who has kind of tried to point out or give attention to the, the awareness of the story. And take, that's kind of like the awakening, right? The awakening is when you realize you're not the voice in your head, that you're listening to it, that there's a, a silent observer of it. So I, to get more uh, directly acquainted with what I say so that I could break those patterns and those limitations, like what do they say? 90% of our thoughts that we are thinking, 80,000 thoughts a day or whatever it is, that we repeat them. They're the same. So as far as like the patterning and mental construct of our brains and, and the story that we tell, like 80 to 90% of the thoughts that you allow right now 
and identify as you, you'll repeat them tomorrow, which is like, holy cow, like, I really kind of want to know what I say. I really want to know what I say. So I started journaling um, and just filling up journals with with whatever my dialogue was, you know, um, and then through that part of the process and and a lot of, you know, studying and diving into teachers and, you know, psychology and philosophy and all these different things, searching for an answer, right? Just like everything else I was trying to do. I was looking to, you know, I say air quotes, like spirits, the spiritual community. I was looking for all these teachers to try to help me through my crash and burn, you know, of part of life and relationships. And it was at that time that I started to, something clicked where I, I came up with like this baseline understanding of what it was that was helping me through. And it wasn't any, any of these external sources. I started to realize that all these sources started to point to something. They were all pointing to something within, same thing we're talking about now, this, this thing, this greater aspect of ourself. Um, and when I allowed that space, instead of the story itself, when I allowed the space of me to expand around the story, I started to see that I started to find this perspective. I started to find, started to feel better. I started to do whatever they would call or describe healing as. I, I didn't feel so bad about things that had happened. I learned from them. And then I started to do something that I, I kind of like help people with when they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know how, I, I don't know what I'm here for. It's like, you could kind of do like a quick life review and see where in your life, uh, what, what do you enjoy the most? Like what have been like some highlights? Because like you said, Steve Jobs had to go all the way out to go back and then you go backwards and you're like, oh, 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 oh. So I had a similar thing where I noticed how many times in my life I was put in a position to speak to people to get some something out of them, like a performance or, um, you know, to, to get people to, I was in, I came from business, you know, uh, and I had to, to work with people intimately to find out what motivated them and inspired them in their lives so that they could perform well in their jobs, right? Um, I was the person that people would come to if they had like a problem. Now my life was a mess, but for some reason I could talk to this person and get them to see certain things. So I, and it was one of my favorite things to do. So when I realized that I was essentially becoming, I had to become my own mentor to me. Oh, yeah. And, and part of the first part of the process, uh, process for me years ago was all, all I had was, I believe this works. I can finally remove like myself. Well, actually, this has been an interesting process of removing myself from the process so that it will actually work for people. Right? Like removing me, Pat Mahan, from being the source of anyone's power. I don't want it either. Right. I don't want anyone to give me power either. Uh, but but if anything I'm saying resonates, it's pointing back to you and you have the ability to do this without me or anyone. And I love that. So in order for me to really a work through a lot of these concepts that are, or some of them are down the rabbit hole and some of them are amazingly interesting to me. I started talking into my phone. I went from journaling to just like taking like voice notes. And then interestingly mm. enough, I, I would listen to the note to the notes back of me talking and it, it was, I was talking to me and it would help me again. I could remove myself from being the speaker and just listen to what mm. I was saying. And it, it, it the words I was saying would help me again. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so right around that time, like, you know, of course, as, as everyone who's mostly been introduced to podcasts, like Joe Rogan had his podcast and he used to talk about a lot of like the cool things like universe structure and design things, you know, a lot of the esoteric stuff that I, that I at that time, especially was very much into. And I was like, I got to do that. I got to do that. I have to be, I want that to be what I do. I want to talk to people about these things that have helped me 
um, through what I would say, my human would say were most of the things that people would describe as terribly traumatic life events, right? Uh, if I if I can find perspective on this, or if there is a perspective that exists around these things that I can allow, other people can do it too, no matter what their story is. And I just started to talk and I had a microphone and a table, the same table that I'm here at right now. And I just started talking and figuring out how to, my goal is now to try to get this to as many people who are ready or want to listen to it. That's all. And so that's the next part of this is just doing that, seeing how this kind of expands and grows. And I'm having a blast doing that. That's the nice thing about podcasts is that you can do them. So uh, in the past, a lot of people used to sit and fill out three by five entry cards and watch TV. But now you can sit with your, you know, your earbuds in and listen to a podcast and, you know, at your computer and just type away and enter your giveaways. And it's a great way to multitask because the way my brain works, I can't sit in the, I need to have something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get (laughs) it. I might have a little bit of, um, I had someone hand me an ADHD ADHD, book one time and said, go through this quiz. I think you have it. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm super organized. And I went through the list and I had like 80% of it. And I'm like, oh. Well, the funny thing is, is if you, (laughs) if you never took the, if you never took the quiz and said you didn't have it, you would be more likely to, to, to move and shift around it. Whereas if you take the quiz and you're like, oh, I have it. Now you can, your ego can cling to that as a thing now that you are, and then it'll manifest itself. So you can, you can, you can keep going and listen to your podcast and win your sweepstakes and yeah, I just do that. that. I like to, I like to, so when I'm on the treadmill, when yeah. I'm walking, when I'm entering, when I'm just even working, the only time I need music versus uh, a mm. podcast is when I'm writing because I can't listen to someone else talk and write at yes. the same time because, okay, then it's like three or there's like three voices, two or three voices there's in my many. head. I'm it's like, a, okay, this is too many. That's, that's <laughs> too, a, too many so people. funny. That's so true. That's so funny. That's too many people. But for entering, it's great because entering sweepstakes is a little bit, I want to say mindless because it's fun. You just go, oh, look at, and you fill out your form. And I teach people how to semi-automated it. So you make less mistakes and you're organized, which is one of my number one tips. And um, so I've been listening to you and I didn't pre-schedule this giveaway, but if you're seeing this, and I'm not going to put the dates on here because this is going to be evergreen. If you head over to my blog, you're going to be able to win. I'm going to give away a couple of journals that I have. And then you can journal. Like oh, so Look at that little synchronicity there. See that? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just, I uh, I, I find these ones at the thrift store and they say, ask, um, ask for what you want and be ready to receive it. Be ready to receive it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what they always said. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Yeah. So did we miss anything? Um, Because otherwise we're just, I'm just going to put all your links in the description because people have to go and check you out, especially the free hello. We love the sweepers, love free stuff. There's a free masterclass. You can't miss out on free. Right. The free masterclass is, it is a hundred percent. It's a free thing. It's no strings attached. It's, it's a masterclass I put together. It's based off of that challenge, but it's, it's based off the challenge. I take stuff right from it and, and explain the three phases of it. Um, and then there's three, uh, 
worksheets for each phase. Each phase, everything is time stamped. You can go back and forth between the things, but it goes over the exact same process that I that I teach in the in the challenge. It's it's 100. Just click it and it's yours. If you want to be a part of the challenge, there's a link you can do it on there. You can just sign right up for it. Oh, on exciting! There. But, I but haven't the thing it. itself is free. I, sorry, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. So I, that's on my my, November to, 1st. my, yeah, my massive November, to do list. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's it's gonna be amazing. Last we had dozens of people from all over the world. Uh the next one's October or November 1st, October 31st is the like opening ceremonies. And I go live in there Ooh. four times during the 21 days. So it's really, really fun. Oh, that does sound like fun. Yeah. And if people are listening to this after those dates. Just click on it right. and, and the new dates will be there. We'll be doing another one. Yeah. For and sure. I'm always hosting giveaways. So if you, if you miss this giveaway, just stay tuned. Cause I'm always get, I can't be the contest queen without prizes. You, li you literally by definition can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for being part of the contest queen because, oh, and I did want to tell people I very important. I found yeah. him on TikTok. I found Pat yeah. on TikTok. But you must also follow him on Instagram. And the reason is not only do you get um, short reels, which is similar to TikTok. I think some of your TikToks are longer than one minute. They're all but you days. also do these fabulous quotes. Oh, thank you. That are, yeah. And I sometimes I read them two and three times. I think there is a reel and they loop. And I just, yeah. I read them several times because they're so well put. So make sure you also all, again, all the links will be there. Go follow them on Instagram and, well, and tick, I love TikTok and TikTok, but yeah. Instagram is also a must because he puts different content, different platforms, different content. Yep. And yep. so be sure to follow that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. I really, really do. This has been so much fun, a pleasure, like literally joyful conversation. I'm so, I'm so grateful. And one of these days we're going to mm -hmm. do this in person. It's going to be I'd love fun. to. I would love to. I would absolutely love that. I love road tripping. So that's why. Oh, done deal. Done deal. We will yeah. set it up for sure. Yeah, set it up. Anyway, thanks very much for being with the contest queen. And we'll see you next time. Bye.